All right, here we are for my very first official interview on the Teacher Hustle podcast. Elizabeth from Lotus Media Designs was the perfect first guest. We already know each other. We have been accountability buddies since the spring of last year, checking in with each other around our businesses and just kind of strategizing together. So we love to chat business. And in this episode, we get all kinds of crazy about strategy and tips and tricks and even a review of the basics when it comes comes to Instagram. So we're going to reset our purpose and intention around what we're doing in Instagram for the new year. And Elizabeth is the perfect guide for this. How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. All right, Elizabeth, I'm so excited to have you here. I know we've spent a lot of time chatting. We met, I think, the end of last spring, maybe, and we were chatting all through the summer about our businesses and just chatting strategy, and I'm so excited. I know that my audience is going to totally value what you have to talk about, especially I want to ask you all about Instagram because you've been posting a lot about that, so we want to get some strategy tips and get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and your journey to get to the place that you're in right now? Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I'm Elizabeth. Um, I run Lotus Media Designs. I'm a web designer and digital marketing specialist. I help create websites for my clients and also help them develop solid marketing strategies once we launch their websites so that they can get in front of their customers and drive sales to their business. Before I went full-time in my business, I was actually a former teacher. I taught elementary school for about six years um, and left in June of 2018 to run my business full-time. And as we were talking about before, we were just sort of you know, mentioning how while you're in your teaching career, you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I just want to work on my business full-time. Yeah. And I remember that feeling. And it was my final year of teaching that I really started to look for like any moment I had a free period of time at work, I was working on my business. And so it's definitely been a long road to get here. Um, but you know, I just, I love what I do. I'm super passionate about what I do and I'm really excited to talk about some helpful Instagram tips on your, on your podcast today. Great. We also want to know about the website design too, and how that all fits in because I know a lot of the teachers that listen either have a blog or they want to start a blog and they're not sure if they should go WordPress or Squarespace. And I know that you talk a lot about that on your Instagram account and on your webpage. So I will definitely point them in the right direction to find out more about that too, if that's mm -hmm. okay with you. Yeah, of course. So we're working on the podcast right now. We're doing something called a planathon. So we're working to plan out our year starting now, thinking about 2020. And I want to chat with you about what our Instagram strategy should look like for 2020. 
uh, many of the teachers in the Teacher Hustle You crew and that I talk to are feeling really exhausted by Instagram at this point. They know they should be there. Uh, they know they should show up, but they're feeling tired. They're feeling like they have to constantly keep up and they have to constantly be showing up on the platform, but they're not quite sure how. I don't want them to give up on Instagram in 2020 because I know how important it can be for that source of connection and building your community. So can you talk a little bit about why Instagram is still one of the best platforms we can show up on for our business in 2020? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, complete, I can completely relate to how your listeners are feeling because I think definitely in the early stages of our business, or even if we've been at this for a couple of years now, we all experience you know those feelings from time to time. But a few weeks ago, I was doing a lot of research on Instagram and specifically how users are interacting with businesses on Instagram. And so I went through all sorts of case studies, surveys conducted by Facebook who owns Instagram. And I really looked at some very specific data and compiled all of that into an Instagram research guide. And Something that was really interesting to me that I found was while there are over 1 billion monthly users on Instagram, 80% of those users are interacting and following businesses on the platform. And so I think that should kind of get you really excited to know that people want to follow businesses. They want to interact with, with businesses on this platform. And additionally, there was a study that Facebook conducted with a group of people and 87% of them said that they took action after seeing a product or service posted on Instagram. And so a lot of the ways that they took action were by visiting a website, going to the actual store, so going to a retail location and making a purchase. So this platform is really great for influencing the purchasing decisions of our target market. Um, and in addition to that, people are having similar reactions whenever they see a business posting stories to their accounts as well. So, you know, that's also helping to influence their decisions when it comes to making purchases. I think it, it can be really difficult to let go of the pressure, to let go of the frustration and those overwhelming feelings. But I think some of the data that I looked at should be a little bit of a relief to us in knowing that people do want to hear from businesses. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about sort of this idea of feeling salesy later on in this episode, but they do. They want to see your products. They want to hear about what you have to offer, but they also want to, you know, build a relationship with you and see that real human side of who you are behind the scenes. I love that you said we kind of need to have that balance between showing up for our audience, showing them the behind the scenes, having that connection, but also feeling good about showing what we have to offer. Like it's okay. People expect to see that on that platform. On Teachers Pay Teachers, a lot of my listeners sell digital products on Teachers Pay Teachers. And from that platform, from the kind of inside of it, we can see where our traffic is coming from. And oftentimes the most traffic is from Pinterest because people are mostly, you know, looking for ideas on that platform and they're primed to buy. And then second behind that is typically Instagram. 
So it's not unusual. You said 80% of people are following businesses and 87% are taking action. People are following businesses because they are okay with seeing what they have to offer and making a purchase from that platform. So a lot of a lot of the teachers I talk to are really nervous about that feeling salesy, feeling icky, feeling annoying, and then finding that balance where, well, I also, do I need to show them everything every day that I like the things that I'm eating and what I had for breakfast <laughs> and lunch and dinner like where is that balance so a lot of us are full-time teachers with this kind of side hustle going on and we're trying to build it up and we're feeling like we have to be on Instagram all the time mm-hmm. to show up there and to be consistent for our audience without kind of like ghosting them for a long period of time But we also don't want to get completely sucked into spending all of our time on Instagram, which is easy to do. And it's a lot of fun sometimes too. So we get totally kind of sucked in. So is there, or do you have any tips for us on how to kind of find that balance and to show up on Instagram without having to actually be on there all of the time? Kind of sometimes it can be a total time waster. Mm -hmm. How do we kind of maintain that balance while showing up consistently? Yeah. So I think there are a couple of things here. I think, you know, first of all, you want to have fun with this. Don't let it stress you out. Don't feel pressured by what other people are doing. Don't play that comparison game. If you find yourself scrolling mindlessly, take a moment to pause and ask yourself how you can use this time more wisely. How can you be more productive on Instagram. And so I think there are definitely a few things that you can do, but I think something that really helps me and helps my clients is to plan, batch, and schedule out your content. What you can do is sit down for just a few hours every few weeks. It doesn't have to be every single week. Curate your images. If you need to designate a particular day of the week as you know a photo shoot day, if you're taking your own images, Do that all in one day so that you have a lot of content ready to go. You can also write your captions ahead of time. You can figure out which hashtags you're going to be using ahead of time. And you can just start planning out your content and the days that you're going to be posting on your feed. There is a brand new resource that I just put out for social media and digital marketing. And it covers all sorts of different apps, tools, and services that you can use to support your marketing strategy. And so there's a lot in there that you can use for Instagram that are going to make your life so much easier and help you save time and spend less time preparing all that content, figuring out what you need to post, when you need to post it. There are so many great tools out there that can really help you be more productive. And like I said before, if you find yourself scrolling mindlessly through Instagram, stop yourself and ask yourself how you can be more intentional with that. So if you're mindlessly scrolling through and you start to fall into that comparison trap, instead of doing that, use that time to go and look for people who are part of your target market. Um, Because if you're just mindlessly scrolling, how is that benefiting anything that you're doing for your marketing plan? But if you take that time instead to go out and look for your target market, to engage with them and bring them to your own feed, you're using your time really wisely in that case. So that's, that would be one of my biggest tips is instead of mindlessly scrolling, use that time to look for people who are in your target market, and then also use that time to engage with the people who are engaging with you. Just kind of stop the mindless scroll and use Instagram with 
purpose, be more intentional with how you're using it. Exactly. I love that. And I think for a while I was sort of hesitant to use tools, to be honest, because I like to write. And so I always felt like everything had to be genuine. In order to be genuine, I needed to be doing it in the moment, especially stories. But now that I've tried out a few tools, I'm kind of spoiled, first of all, because it's so much easier. But also I realized that just like you said, I can do some of these other things besides the writing, like curating the images or mm-hmm. coming up with the hashtag list. And I can still do my writing when it comes to me, when it is genuine. And I can right. even post it when it feels genuine to do so. But I can schedule out some of and batch work some of the other things that I feel comfortable doing that with. And one that I would really love to start kind of, this is the same uh, argument I have in my own mind, but I would love to start batch working stories mm-hmm. because I spend a lot of my day Uh, you know, trying to come up with what I'm going to say in stories and it feels like I'm all over the place, but I know that there's a way I can kind of work on scheduling some of that out and still also record some in the moment to have kind of a combination, but I want to be more organized and intentional with what I'm saying there because a lot of times I'm just talking about what's going on in my day. So then there'll be a day where I'm like, well, nothing's happening today. So (laughs) what do I talk about? I would love to be more intentional with my stories, but still have that feeling of like, this is still my life. This is still kind of in the moment. Do you have any tips for me on how I could kind of schedule that out, but still stay in the moment and stay genuine? Yeah. So I think, you know, as you were talking about how you like to write things in the moment, I'm the same way, but whether it's with writing captions or recording stories ahead of time, if I have a particular idea, I'll write it down so that I can come back to it whenever I'm ready to post or something like that. But sometimes if I have an idea, I just roll with it. And yeah. if I if I have the time to sit there and, you know, I have the inspiration to continue on with whatever that initial idea was, I go with it. Mm-hmm. So I think go with your gut in the moment. But I think, you know, if you're going to be sort of planning things a little bit more intentionally and kind of mapping out your content plan. You know, you can start with just sort of, you don't have to know maybe exactly what you're going to say, but have a topic idea. Have an idea of what you want to talk about on Monday. Have an idea of what you want to talk about on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I think too, when you start to plan out your feed content, you can create story content that goes along with that and supports that. So, you know, if you're highlighting a particular offer, so today on my Instagram, I talked about how excited I am for Monday and everything that's happening today. And I also announced a new free resource that I had. So in my stories, I talk about that free resource. I talk about the benefits, but then I also share a little bit more about my day. Let those two things support each other and use your stories to kind of you know, build on what you posted on your feed because people want to see that real human element. They want to see you off of your feed. And another really interesting fact that I learned about stories when I was doing my research is 40% of people watch stories with the sound off. So I know that this is like just another thing that you have to take time to do, 
But when you can just take a couple extra minutes to add captions to your stories, it really helps user experience. And it also helps to boost engagement and get people to watch your stories and then engage with you in the DMs or participate in your polls. So that's just another little thing that I wanted to highlight. But so I think, you know, let those two pieces of content support each other. And if you're somebody who likes to be a little bit more in the moment with your videos and with your captions, then just kind of have a general topic that you want to focus on. But if something comes up that, you know, your followers are really engaged with, or if there's a question that you're getting, let's say on a Monday and you had something different planned for Tuesday, it's okay to switch things up. Right. Just make sure you have fun with it and that you're paying attention to what your audience is reacting to and engaging with the most. Absolutely. I love having the podcast and having that cornerstone content on the Monday because then I'm like, okay, that's what I'm talking about this week. Whatever the podcast topic was, that's in stories, that's in my feed, that's kind of all over the place. So that really works out too. Uh, I wanted to say, it's so funny that you echoed that about the 40% watching with the sound off because I feel like I'm constantly preaching that. But if if I have my sound on, I still can't hear you because my kids are so loud and I just click <laughs> off of the stories because I can't hear. If there's no captions, I'm out. So definitely, right. definitely take the egg. Even if it's just a summary, even if you're not typing out every word that you said, just summarize it for people so that they you know, have an idea of what's going on if they're watching with sound off or if their kids are as loud as mine are. Exactly. It's a huge help. And sometimes, you know, I'll watch my stories back and realize I forgot to mention something so that I can use my captions to even add a little bit more information, especially for anybody who's listening with the sound off. So I think that's a really, really big help to yourself and to your followers that you can start including in stories. And it just takes a couple extra minutes. It's not, you know, a huge time suck out of your day. It It goes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Since we're talking about being intentional with our stories and with our feed, and you mentioned a little bit about engaging with purpose, when we're going on to kind of scroll, rather than scrolling our newsfeed, let's say we had 20 minutes to spend on engagement. How would you suggest, like, what would be the best strategy if you were going to spend 20 minutes a day just engaging? What would you do during that time? This is one of my favorite things to talk about. First and foremost, you want to make sure that you are responding to the people who are leaving comments on your posts, to the people who are sending you messages, to the people who are responding to your polls or questions and stories. You want to take care of them first. You want to make them feel welcome. You want to build up that know, like, and trust factor with them. So always take care and nurture them first. Then the other thing that you can do is you can go out and like I said earlier, you can go out and look for people who fit your target market. You can browse by location, especially if you interact with and work with people who are in your area, you can browse by location. You can also browse by hashtag. So look for hashtags that your target market might be using on Instagram to find you. Not just what you think you should be using in your posts. Look for hashtags that they could be using. And then once you do that, you can go to the top post or the recent post, and you can go through some of those images that really kind of catch your eye and see if those people first fit your target customer, target client, and then start engaging with their content like some of their posts and leave genuine comments. I can't stress that enough. The fact of leaving genuine comments, don't just drop emojis. Don't just like and run. Don't like Um, the first three photos and go. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe sometimes there won't be much that, you know, you have to say, but just leave something genuine and really focus on building the relationship. Because like I just said, like you want to build up that know, like, and trust factor with your target market so that when it comes time to talk about your offer or sell a product or, you know, promote a service that it's a no brainer for them because they already know you, they like you and they trust you. So really make sure that you spend time engaging with your current followers and then take some time to go out and look for people who fit your target market and engage with their content. Because I guarantee you, not everybody, but at least some of those people that are new that aren't following you already will either reciprocate by liking and commenting on your content or they'll convert to a follower. Not everybody will, but I, it's something that I do every day in the morning and before I go to bed. I spend a little bit of time engaging with people who aren't following me already. And every single time I get an influx of people who are coming over to my feed. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be you know, an hour in the morning, an hour at night. Just like you said, 20 minutes, that's it. Um, and just be intentional with that as well. I think the best part about what you said there is just to stay genuine because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are probably doing that. We're probably going on to hashtags and looking at some of our some people that are in our niche, but we're not necessarily being completely genuine about it. We're just trying to kind of show up, but it it pays off so much more. If you go to the content that speaks to you, like you said, and you leave a genuine comment, I find that stories are another great place to do this where, you know, you can all of a sudden you're in a DM chatting with somebody about what's going on in their stories and that's super genuine. And then you're in a conversation and oftentimes those end up being my favorite people that I end up chatting with every day after that. So you really can get a lot out of that 20 minutes if you're intentional with how you're spending your time and you're genuine about it. I love that. Oh yeah. I mean, I have formed so many friendships with people I found, you know, by looking through hashtags or searching by location or looking at stories and we have built really great friendships, but then also some of them have become clients of mine. Some of them have become customers or even email list subscribers. And so when you are able to do that in a very genuine, authentic way, There's so much that can happen there beyond just gaining a follower or more engagement. Absolutely. And I think as far as even my teaching has gone, the connections have just renewed my spark for teaching and I've I've gotten more out of my conversations with other people. And so it's kind of reciprocated in that way, which is just building that community and is so nice and Mm -hmm. refreshing. When you're on Instagram and you're, I know that you're like me and we both are strategy people at heart. And I know that you probably kind of watch what others are doing on Instagram and and think about it in the middle of the night like I do. (laughs) What's the number one mistake you see people making on Instagram? Oh gosh, this is so tough because I think there are actually a few mistakes that I see happening way too much. And I think, you know, obviously one of the biggest is inconsistency. I mean, you have to be showing up consistently. I'm not telling you every single day because, you know, in that research report that I was talking about, I was taking a look at the best times and the best days to post by industry. And it varies quite a bit. And it's also going to vary quite a bit depending on who your target market is. So that's where it's important to take a look at your analytics regularly so you can see how people are interacting with your content. But that's a side note. But so I think 
inconsistency is huge. If we're taking significant breaks, I know we all need a social media detox or time away from our phone, but if we're taking extended breaks for really significant periods of time, people are going to forget that your account is there. They're going to forget about you. And I know that's a little bit harsh, but it's the truth because if you're not posting consistently, you're not going to show up in their feed. So you, you know, have to be consistent. I find that I get disappointed when some of my favorite people yeah. and like their stories aren't showing up at the top of my feed. And I'm like, wait, where are they? You know, it's, it's kind of disappointing when exactly. they're not showing up. It's so much easier when you know, you can go and check in and see how their day is going. I guess I know exactly what you mean because I totally have my people that I check in on and I'm checking on what they're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So people right. do care what's going yeah. on in your life. And so showing up uh, consistently. Now, if you are, if you do take a break because you, you know, had an off week or something was going on with you, do you suggest that you come back and like make that announcement? I'm back. I'm sorry. Or do you just show up and keep going? I mean, I think it depends. Like, you know, I have definitely been there and I've, you know, taken breaks in the past. And I always just thought like, man, I don't want to do that awkward, like, Hey guys, I know it's been a while kind of thing. So, you know, I haven't taken a break in a really long time because I think when you are serious about marketing your business and growing your business, you're going to show up no matter what. And even if you're going through a tough time, talk about that. You know, people will relate to that. They'll connect to that. So, you know, like I said, you don't have to be there every single day. You need to figure out what days are best for your target market and show up on those days. But I think stories are huge. If you're not necessarily posting to your feed every day, then you can jump on stories and connect with people there. But you definitely have to be showing up. I think whether, you know, if you go on a break, I think whether or not you announce that you're back is completely up to you. I do see a lot of people doing it. I personally don't like to do it because I haven't taken a break in a while. And I also think, you know, you just see it so much. I think it's okay to just jump right back in sometimes. And I love that you said, talk about the struggle you're having because most likely someone can relate or help you. I found that for sure with parenting when I have a day or whatever, and I talk about it in my stories, all of a sudden I have all these reassuring messages in my DMs and it's the best support I could possibly have. So I love that. Yeah. Now, as teachers, I think we really struggle with that whole salesy thing. We kind of talked about this before. And I've seen Instagram pages where people are kind of always talking about their offer, more the more business type Instagram pages. And so they look like one big advertisement. And in the teacher world, we have that kind of the opposite problem of that because we're not wanting at all to talk about what we offer. We hesitate about talking about our products or offerings because we don't want to feel annoying or icky or salesy. So what are some tips you have help us kind of talk about our products without having that total ick factor and feeling like we're one big advertisement. There's definitely a balance there. You know, like you said, like sometimes we get this, you know, influx of people who are just promoting what they have to sell. And then there's, you know, people who are afraid to talk about their offer and aren't talking about what they're selling. So how could people even know that they have anything to sell. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, and again, this is a mistake that I see a lot is you need to make sure that you are providing free information that is really valuable and really beneficial to your target market. A lot of times I see business owners who are, you know, posting something, but then 
there's just emojis in the caption. You need to make sure that you are showing up and providing that value. When I started doing these little infographics on my Instagram of some really just quick, helpful Instagram tips, I can't even tell you how many comments I got from people saying, thank you so much. This was so helpful. I wasn't even selling anything, but I was talking about something that I'm deeply passionate about that can be helpful and beneficial to my audience. So I think when you can show up and deliver a lot of free value first, then when it comes time to talk about something that you're offering, it's going to make a lot of sense to your followers. Exactly. So I think for it probably because they want to know what's coming next. Exactly. What you're offering for free is really good. And I think as teachers, we're sometimes not sure what we're supposed to be, you know, with a digital product, what should we be talking about for free? But a lot of times it's just kind of education or training or kind of like PD around what you're selling, the product that you're selling, something that will support whatever you're passionate about in the classroom and getting that feedback, you get a feedback from a couple teachers that say like, thank you so much. I use this in my classroom today. There's your validation and your confidence that they want your product. And so go ahead and tell them what you've got because chances are they're going to want it and need it. Right. So deliver that free value. But then also when it comes time to talk about your offer, whether it's, you know, a free resource or a paid resource, Talk about the benefits. Talk about how it helps solve a problem for somebody in your target market. Because if you just say, hey, there's a new digital research guide up on my website, go grab your copy. It's $10 or whatever it is that you're selling it for. It's like, okay, well, but how is that going to help me? You need to be talking about the benefits. And so when you can talk about the benefits of what you have to offer, people are going to see that and they're going to connect with that. And it's going to help you because it's not going to come off salesy. You're showing somebody that you have something that can solve a problem or fill a need for them. And I think in addition to that, you know, talking about those benefits and also delivering a lot of free value really comes back to helping nurture those relationships and that community that you're building on Instagram. So when you're sharing that free value, when you're talking about the benefits of your offer and you are building that engagement with your followers, that's just going to help you even more when it does come time to sell. So don't shy away from talking about it, but be intentional with how you talk about it. Yes. And once we're on Instagram talking about our products, we know it's a wonderful tool to do that and to build the community around that and to give some kind of free education around how to use those products in the classroom. But ultimately, we're really spending all of this time on Instagram to hopefully make money on our products. That's really the goal. And that's why we're working so hard here. So how do we then get our customers off of Instagram and onto our website or onto TPT when we do have something to offer? So there's also a couple of things here. I think, you know, the biggest thing is making sure you have a call to action in your Instagram bios. Basically, I'm sure many of your listeners know a call to action tells your followers, your website visitors, anybody like that, what to do or where to go next. So you want to make sure that you have a link in your bio that directs your followers, your customers to where you want them to go when they leave your Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. So for me, I have a link in my bio that directs them to a specific landing page on my website that has all of these different buttons that can point them in several different directions. It gets people on the website right away, but then it also gives them a lot of options on where they can go next. So if I'm talking about something in my feed or I'm talking about something in my stories, I can just point them right to my bio, say, hey, if you want to grab this or if you want to learn more about this or if you want to schedule a consultation with me, 
just tap the link in my bio and look for that button. And then they can go from there. But it doesn't just stop there. You can also use calls to action in the captions of your post. I think a big thing, another mistake, like I said, there are so many mistakes that I see business owners making. But I think another one is just kind of dropping off like at the end of a caption, just sort of ending it and not including any sort of call to action. So whether your call to action is to encourage people to engage and leave a comment or your call to action is asking a question or directing your followers to something in your bio. You always want to have that in mind. Always try and end a caption with a very specific call to action, whether it's for them to go off of Instagram or to engage with you further in the comments or DMs. I think those are two really key things that you can do to help drive traffic elsewhere. Yes. And even in your stories, if you don't have the swipe up feature yet, that's totally fine. You can still Mm -hmm. tell them to go to the link in bio and you can even kind of tag yourself there so that they can click. They have something to click to get to the bio. Exactly. And even, you know, using some of those features, like those fun little features that we have in stories, like those question boxes, if you need people to leave an email so you can add them to your list, like, you know, that's kind of a different way to get them off Instagram because then you can get in touch with them over email that way. So I think there's a lot of little tricks that you can use to help get people to where you want them to go next. Yes. Thank you so much for all of these tips. I feel like we've gotten a ton of strategy ready for 2020. We know how we're going to spend our 20 minutes of engagement on Instagram. We know we're going to plan out our feed. We're going to curate our photos. We're going to plan out our hashtags. And we can even plan out our stories based on kind of common themes that we have. And I love all of that. I also love creating your own link tree on your website. That's a fantastic Mm -hmm. idea. It's been on my to-do list for a while. I haven't gotten around to it, but I will after this for sure. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you if they want to find out more tips about Instagram, if they want more tips about their website design, where can they find you and what can they, what will they find? Yeah, absolutely. So I have, obviously when it comes to Instagram or anything related to marketing, there is so much to talk about. So I feel like, you know, this episode, we're kind of just skimming the surface here. So I have a ton of resources on my website. I have a free 30 day content calendar for business owners. I have a free hashtag guide that includes over 500 hashtags for business owners, as well as that digital marketing toolkit that has all those apps and services and tools that you can use. And then I also have that um, Instagram research guide. So you can find all of that at www.lotusmediadesigns.com. Or you can just go over to Instagram. I'm at Lotus Media Designs. And you can find all that information there and also see a ton of Instagram tips and resources for you on my feed and in my stories. Great. I'll make sure I put all of that in the show notes so it's really easy to get to. And thank you so much for being here. And I'm sure you will be uh, hopefully back another time. Yeah, definitely. Strategy. Yeah. Liz 
Elizabeth gave us all the strategy we need going into 2020. Some of the tips that she gave may have been brand new to you. Some of them may have been review of what you already know, but it is so helpful to stop and kind of really reset your intentions around what you're doing on Instagram because I know we all tend to get kind of sucked into the world that is Instagram and we need to remember that it really at the end of the day is a sales tool for our business and it's a way to connect with other teachers, build our community and kind of build our relationships that we're making with other teachers in our niche area. I really hope that in 2020 you set some big goals around marketing using Instagram. I hope that you get into launching your products and talking about your products, feeling comfortable with showing off what you have to offer while also giving out some kind of free content or education around your products. And this will be a conversation we continue to have as time goes on, as we get into 2020 and we kind of learn how we can continue to use Instagram as a tool that builds our business up and doesn't make us feel exhausted or overwhelmed. We really want to get control back over what we're doing on Instagram. I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with us today and we'll see you soon.